1: Saturdays with Jenny. Good. We'll go to any country in the world and Christian question is, what do you do? Well, what you do is you go to the highlights of that particular country. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a cathedral, maybe it's the Grand Canyon, maybe, whatever it is. But one of the things that you do whenever you go foreign is you eat the local food. And the local food is, it, it is just, it, it is part of that country's heritage. And what we're going to explore in the next 20 minutes or so are the the heritage that our food actually has given to us, but it doesn't stay the same. You don't eat if if there's a dish that goes back to the 15th century, like trifle, for instance, you don't eat it in the same way as they ate it 500 years ago. It, it morphs with time and that's what I'm going to be exploring because uh, we're looking at our national heritage foods, but this is the end of Heritage Month, so on the line, I've got Chef Lorato and Lececho Semenia, and let's go to Lesda Chef first and foremost. And as you know, there is nothing that um, Lececho hasn't done when it comes to food, and probably life as well. And he is besotted with his dog. I have, I, I am quite sure that that dog is eating very expensive steak. So, Lececho, welcome to Kaya FM. Am I right or am I right?
2: <laughs> uh, you are right. I think my dog is probably the most spoiled dog in the country. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
1: yes. It's, I, I just had this feeling watching, watching you, and watching his eyes, and he's just got you in the palm of his hand. Uh,
2: yeah, um I decided before lockdown began that I need a companion. <laughs> I'm a bachelor. And I'm a sucker for for dogs. I went to this PCA and I got my little guy. Uh. Little did I know that you become more popular than I am. (laughs) And every day people ask about him instead of asking how I'm doing. But it's okay.
1: But is it a girl? I'm a a boy. His name is Porridge. Okay. Okay, porridge. I think that's a very nice. <laughs> what else would you call him? I mean, first course. I suppose you could have called him as well. He's
2: <laughs> yeah, created quite a bit of a buzz around himself.
1: Yeah. Do you take him around with you, or or what? Unfortunately, not
2: um, because of lockdown, but now that um, level one has started uh, and I'm going to start, stop being a recluse and going out again, maybe I'll I'll let him go meet his fans out there.
1: Well, you'll have to just get him trained, you know, um, that's it, so that's yeah. another journey for you. But uh, but like, like you, I've also been a, a recluse and have been discovering all sorts of food and cooking all sorts of food. And... Uh, I'm fascinated by our heritage foods, and uh, and we all know, you know, it's malva pudding, um, yes. it's biltong and bourevois, it's it's the braai. it's not just bourevois, it's the brie, it's the whole yes. thing, and um, and those wonderful Cape Malay curries, are you know I prefer them personally to the Durban curries, um, because oh, they oh. they're not as sharp. And uh, and they 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 don't do tomatoes quite so much. I love. Yes, that's, it.
2: I agree with you. I find they they have a bit more personality, a bit more fun behind them. Um, yes. Not to knock different Carries, but the Cape Malay, um, you can tell they were created with joy. They, there's something. Happy about Cape Malay
1: cooking? Yes, and I, I love the fact that it introduced so many spices, of course, to uh, to South Africa, chakalaka, yes. and uh, and whatever. I mean, but what I'm interested in, as with I am with bunny chow, which I think is a national dish, is how do we make it appropriate to us today? Just 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 take me through what you would be doing with, for instance, um, a heritage dish.
2: Uh, well, I wrote an entire book about taking our heritage and reimagining it. Um, we are scared of South Africans. I don't know if it's the years of isolation um, to take food that our grandmothers and our mothers used to make for us and actually start adding things to them and playing around with them. Um, luckily, um, over time and um, years, people have started to accept what I do and they've stopped being angry at me. Um, but I feel certain dishes that we grew up having Um, just a bit of a kick and a twist and I've seen a lot of people actually taking one you just mentioned the bunny chow and reimagining it instead of using a a half a loaf mm. uh, going and baking brioche-style rolls, um, but big ones, and stuffing those instead. Um, so you stay true to the essence of where the dishes come from, but then you add a bit of a twist. And another thing is, um, South Africa is actually regional when it comes to cuisine. Mm. You're not going to get um, the same food in Limpopo, for example, that you would get in the Eastern Cape. And um, I think that we need to also start embracing that as a concept, that our food is regional. Like when you go to France, uh, and Italy, for example, the South is different from the North. Sure. It's the same with our cuisine, I and mean, we need to start um, embracing that a bit more and celebrating how different our foods are. Um, according to where um, we are located in the country.
1: Well, I mean, if you remember, I interviewed you when your book came out and I just was raving about the the African feel to Joburg instead of, you know, the great tower yes, blocks and yes. things. Those wonderful murals that um, uh, those incredibly talented photographers. And um, that's
2: also taking heritage, Joburg on its own is a melting pot of various heritages. Mm. Um, There's so much happening here and what I wanted to show was how much um, of a diaspora we have in Joburg on its own. Mm. That's why I did my book that way, to mm. show you that there's cuisine here. But because of all the nomads and people who travel to Joburg and leave and come back, our food here in Joburg is also very unique on its own. And that on its own is also something we need to celebrate.
1: Yes, and and, and I'm so pleased that you've brought up the, the the heritage of regional food. Because if you do look at KwaZulu-Natal, undoubtedly the dishes that that... Everybody eats. It 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 is the the Indian curry or the curry that was brought yes. in by the by the workers what uh, one and a half centuries ago, uh, and yeah. has now been adapted and um, and uh, it has changed because we've got local ingredients.
2: Yeah, and um, it's also um, not just adapting; it's also starting to mix in with the local cuisine. Yes. For example, now you get a curry, but then someone will serve it with a um, Criminal pub, we um, would say in Afrikaans, and um, down in the Eastern Cape as well, you will have them in bush roast beans. Mm. But then to be served with something that would be um, contemporary, like a fillet or something, yes. um, and that's what I'm loving um, right now in the industry. That we are starting to play around with it in the past, it wasn't. Um, played around as much. Heritage Day would be typically cooked food that is done the way our grandmothers used to do. But now people are starting to step out of that bubble a little bit. But they're still staying true to the flavours and uh, authenticity of our cuisine.
1: So what would you do, for instance, with, with Malva pudding? Now, everybody loves Malva pudding. Some people serve it with cream, some people do it with custard, some people do this, some, some people put syrup on it, etc. What would you do with Malva pudding?
2: I would go full chef <laughs> um, which would be to actually make discs of it before soaking it in that um, awesome syrup that stays on your hips forever mm. um, I would um, toast off the sponge and then um, only after toasting it off soak it in the syrup and you know we chefs and our flames I would actually flump it I've done it before for an event and we, we served the actual Malva still flumped it so you could still see um, the, the blue flames on it just as well being served and then poured the cold, um, custard on top of it. But that's just me being chefy. Um, another thing you could actually also do to it is add to it because it's a sponge that is soaked. It's also open to being, um, played around with before you bake it. So you can add cranberries to it. Um, you can add nuts to it just to bulk it up a bit. But it's very open to be playing around with.
1: So really you're saying use the basic recipe but maybe yes. add to it instead of flambéing it, That's which it. is, you know, you could set your house on fire or your Malva hair. has a v-
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, let's not burn our hair. <laughs> but Malva has a very distinct so I'm all about um the flavor needs to be there. You need to know, okay, what I'm eating is a malva. Um but the twist would be where you started adding things to it and playing around with it and being creative in how you um serve it as well.
1: You see, it, as you did with your book, uh, you introduced people to foods that they hadn't tried. But I now see Morocco on just about every single, uh, <laughs> in every single cookbook. Because the, 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 the chefs are using our indigenous, I mean, madumbis, for instance. Yes. I mean, they're all over the Blooming Place now, you know. Um yes. and, and different ways of cooking with them. And I'm I loving was- that because it's our cuisine.
2: Yes, exactly. Are you going to start seeing (laughs) deep-fried (laughs) morocco, knowing um, my colleagues in the industry? But um, it starts like that. I think, um, similar to every other human, with chefs, it takes one person breaking the ice and showing that it is possible. And then it just becomes a waterfall of everyone. I'm trying that. It's what happened with gin as well. We started using botanical South African um, fainbos, and now it's everywhere. Mm. So um, the lovely thing with being um, in the industry and being a chef is it can open people's minds to certain things. Um, For example, I have a makhewu recipe in my book. Now, um, making macheu the way our grandmother's made, it's just literally fermented maize meal um, that is cooked off. But I've also added a technique where you actually make a compote and mix that into the machew and modernize oh. it a bit. Oh. So, um, like you are saying, it's about taking foods and ingredients that we all know, but then... Just giving them a little bit of a twist, not too much that you don't recognize them, but just to, to take the next step. And I'm that other people will take it from there.
1: And uh, and, and just uh, uh, while we finish this, baburti. I love baburti. I love that sense. Again, <laughs> it's Cape Malay. Isn't it interesting? I mean, that's, yes. the, roots of, that's the roots of it. Um, Cape Malay, we owe them a lot, actually. Well, I love Cape Malay food. I really do. Um, I like, well, even the custard tart, I think. That came well. That certainly entered the country via, via the Cape, I think. Yes, um, yes. And whatever, but I mean, what on earth would one do with a, with the perfection of an old fashioned babooti? Uh,
2: I don't play with babooti too much. Um, like you said, it's a very typical and unique flavor profile to it Um, and you always know when something is Cape Malay when there's lots of spices there's some nuts in there there's some fruit or something in there and um, there's also a sweet either a jam or um, uh, I chat me in there. Mm. And that's how you typically, uh, wear, okay, this is a Cape Malay dish. And lots of coriander wouldn't have boltong and burro if it wasn't for the Malay. Um, they brought coriander to the country. Mm. Um, so with, uh, popoti, when you Google what is South national dish, officially at the UN, it is popoti. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's a very sore point. People always, uh, bring it up and, and we fight about it. Um, <laughs> because you hardly see papote being served especially up here in in Gauteng so uh, I don't play around with it too much it's just how you serve it either in ramekins or you serve it um, plated differently but in terms of uh, the cooking of it uh, it's very difficult to actually twist paporti around too much Yes,
1: alright Okay, well listen I mean I always put um, soaked dried apricots in it
2: Ah yes, lovely It's quite tart
1: and but it's lovely
2: and avoiding the bread. I don't like soaking bread and mixing it into this, so I, I prefer to rather use a flour. You can also oh. add a um, a type of marula flour that is made from the marula nuts, from the fruit itself. Oh. It has a bit of a tartness, oh. and um, it also um, thickens it instead of using bread. Uh,
1: using bread and soaking it. Uh, have you never had a Tuscan bread soup? Uh, I'm not a big fan of anything that soaks bread.
2: I think it reminds me of how my grand used to drink her tea. She used to dip her bread into her tea. So I have memories of that (laughs) whenever there's any um, soaking of bread. So I think that's where my, uh, my, I I just, yeah, when it comes to soaking bread, Jane, it's not for me. Even, um, the um, bread pudding. Uh, I'm sure you you love it. The UK. I do.
1: I do. It. I do. <laughs> <laughs> don't be don't be snotty about my bread pudding.
2: <laughs> All right, I'll leave that one alone for you to enjoy.
1: Liseka, uh, thank you. It's lovely talking to you, and I thank I you hope too. you're not going to be in too much of a lockdown. We've got to get out at some stage or other, but not yes, crowds are, are a worry. Industry. Crowds are a worry. Yeah.
2: Yeah, So but please, everyone should go out and support our restaurants and our chefs. 100%. Even if you have private events as well, please.
1: Are you lowering your prices? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Bye, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> go and exercise your dog.
2: Thank you. I'll say hi to porridge for you.
1: Les, thank you very much indeed. Lots of love.
2: Cheers, thanks, Jenny.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Just lots of ideas, and we we do have wonderful heritage dishes, but they are being adapted. And also, still, we are looking at our heritage dishes, and this time with Chef Lorato. So, Lorato, thank you very much indeed for joining us here on Kaya FM. Hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm very, very good, and I know that you are massively busy. So, thanks very much (laughs) indeed for joining us. It's definitely my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Jamie. It's a pleasure. D- <laughs> d- tell me what you, you, what do you think is, is a heritage dish, um, a South African heritage dish? What comes to mind when you think about our heritage?
0: Um, definitely what comes to mind when I think of our heritage is... Uh, my mom's creamy scent. I think when I think of <laughs> I will when I think of heritage, I always know that i probably come home to her cooking of creamy scent and tribe, and, and that for me is definitely what stands out because to be honest, Jenny, I can't stomach uh, chicken feet. <laughs> so that is definitely not my thing and uh, pork trotters as well. I can't mm-hmm. do it. So mm-hmm. definitely for me, when I think of heritage, I have to think of mohuru
1: and creamy damp. but My that but creamy that, that is pretty traditional isn't it yes no definitely it is it, it definitely is yeah so so do you think it's a national heritage dish because we, we were just talking I was just talking to Lesejo and yeah. uh, and we were talking about the variations between say free state food and KwaZulu Natal food and the heritage yeah. dishes you get I mean I like it that you get different food in different parts mm. of the country mm. but do you yeah. think we would get your dish, it sounds interesting. Um throughout South Africa? Um uh, definitely. I mean tribe is eaten throughout South Africa. Yeah. Um it's just that I
0: think certain areas embrace it and certain areas don't. Uh. Um you know and, and that's something that as South Africa I think we need to start kinda Sitting down and figuring out what exactly is it that is our heritage, because it, I think it differs for everybody. Um, I heard you earlier on talking about Cape Malay, and also in Durban they've got their bunny chows, and mm. so I think it just differs with way which part of, of South Africa you're in. Mm. So
1: mm. yeah, but I've I've seen bunny chows served as as cocktails. I mean, tiny bunny chows. Yeah, um, yes. but I mean, I I thought it was. It was absolutely delicious as a starter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, definitely. I think what we're trying to do now is
0: taking our heritage and definitely modernizing it and making it um, something that can be had um, in fancy restaurants or in you know cocktails or you know garlic and so forth so it's all about us as chefs looking at our heritage and basically just trying to modernize it so that it's easily accessible and it's not looked down upon you know as something that you would have at a certain period or a certain time or event so that's something that we have to honestly start looking at and and Pushing forward, if anything,
1: and just being proud of uh, proud of it because you you Definitely. do have to adapt in yes. in the long run. You do have to adapt.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, you have to go to certain restaurants to have um, traditional foods. You can't just have it at, at any restaurant. Mm. But when you go to certain countries like Italy and Thailand, I mean, their their traditional foods are in restaurants everywhere. You know, it's not like they have to go to certain restaurants to find it. So I think we have to now start looking at doing that, where we can honestly have our traditional foods at at any restaurant, and so we don't have to go to specific places to find it. And maybe just adapt them and adapt them, yes, yes. modify them, yes. and and make them look more modern and and kind of appealing, so that they're
1: Instagram worthy as well. So, yeah. so, so Loretta, how would how would you <laughs> tackle the typical braai? Because I don't see any change coming there. I I think that I think there'd be a revolution if the bri was was altered in any way, but maybe added to in some kind of a way.
0: I think right now what's happening is, I mean, people are taking briars and actually not making them as simple as as they used to be where it would just be your bride meat, your pap, your chakalaka and gravy and you call it a day. Now people have beautiful corn salads, they have couscous there Um, so they're turning that simple braai experience into something that is now very modern. So they're adding and implementing new things and and also the manner in which um, they're braai they're not just simply putting um, meat on a grill with just salt and pepper People are now going out of their way to make sure that their marinade is, is something different. Mm. And like I said, their accompaniments as well. Mm. Now they're just going out of their way to make them more zhuzhed up, more fancy and, and, and really more appealing so that you don't just have your typical...
1: With up. <laughs> mm. no, 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 I, th- I, th- I think you're absolutely right, and I also think it depends what you cook um, the meat and, and sometimes bread and uh, and whatever, uh, exactly. what uh, you know, whether if it's certain kinds of wood, for instance, you get a different flavor. Yes, yes, yeah.
0: yes definitely. So it's not just your typical charcoal and calling it a day, but actually infusing the flavor from your different woods and your different marinades and and yeah, and like I said, the company as well as well counts
1: yeah so so so, a final question for you, and it's one that I asked Lacco, what would you do with the malva pudding um so <laughs> for <me>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the Malva pudding is one dessert that will definitely not be going away or, you know, changing in anytime soon. You really have to take it and embrace it. But also you want to try and keep it as, as simple and as serviceable as possible. Um, you don't want to confuse people. You know, people need to still know that it's the Malva pudding. Um, So what I would typically do is I would leave the Malva as is, maybe um, add um, star anise to the batter or some old cardamom pods, Um, but... Typically, I would leave the Malva as is and rather play around with the creme anglaise, the custard. Yes. You know, um, I would like, I I typically, because my mom makes just typical, you know, custard powder. Uh, But when I'm making the Malva, I prefer to make a creme anglaise, which is your custard with the egg yolks and cream. And it's it's rich, but it has good flavor and and it's a good custard. Mm. And to top it off, you know, just add a, you know, a good dollop of Amarula, you know, just to give it that flavor. But you're also kind of keeping it here. You're keeping it homely because, I mean, Amarula is ours. So, um, yeah, just adding that and making it an Amarula-infused custard with your malva. It, and doesn't, it then, doesn't
1: separate the eggs, does it? No it, uh-huh.
0: no, it doesn't. So this would... You would add the Amarula once the custard is already set, once okay. it's made. So then you would add that splash of Amarula just to flavor the custard because amarula has a strong flavor so you wouldn't have to cook it off because the moment you cook it off that's when you know your eggs would split um so yeah I, that's what i would do for a malva
1: so yeah well listen i i i don't know what you're doing for lunch or i don't know what somebody <laughs> else is doing for dinner for you um but yeah. but i hope it's one of our heritage foods and as you say just judged a bit yes yeah. <laughs> yes, just zoom
0: <laughs> it up a bit. Yeah, you know, don't don't keep it simple. Go out. I mean, hey, you know, it, it, it's our thing, and we need to own it and and be proud of it.
1: So. No, listen, I've loved talking to you. And, ah, it uh, was my pleasure, Jenny. No, you so Loretta, thank me. you so much. You gave it some thought, and it was it was really really nice. And um, oh, and you. you're busy working now. Now that we've come out of lockdown, oh, no. as such.
0: Definitely, definitely. Because it's crunch time now. We had all that time where mm. we were just, you know, um, at home and not doing much. And I mean, obviously it affected us heavily with our industry. But now it's crunch time and we have to get going. You have to make that money.
1: Yes, all of us have to make that money. It's not all chicken feet. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you definitely not. <laughs> have a wonderful, have a, have a wonderful Afropolitan weekend. Thank you so much. Okay, thank, thank you, you so much. much. All right, bye. Okay, just uh, fabulous chefs and just imaginative and just giving ideas to some of our heritage dishes. And in the process, of course, they're creating more heritage food that is accessible to more people. I love it.
2: Saturdays with Jenny, 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya FM.
0: 95.9. Rewinding Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.